Welcome to Life in the Front Office podcast. I'm your host, Jay Kirschman, and this will be the Life in the Front Office podcast series with Seattle University's MSLBL program presenting the Sports Biz Leaders Mindset Series. Really excited to talk with Mar Bachtol from the University of Washington Athletics uh, Football. He's coordinator of recruiting ops. And we're going to kind of dive into Mar's path, his, his education, some mindsets that he's uh, takes himself from from a leadership perspective, but then also uh, the ones that he's been learning around uh, in terms of coaches, players, etc. So, Mar, welcome to the podcast. To it, and um, yeah, this is going to be a, a lot. Of excited to um, you know share my experiences and and give back. So, let's do this. Uh, you know, as as you kind of. Uh, are, are early on in your career and um, learning the ropes within the recruiting ops space uh, and, and within college football. Um, walk us through kind of quickly your path to get there and uh, maybe what you've learned uh, along the way so far uh, through Seattle U and, and some of your other experiences. Yeah. Uh, uh, like a lot of people you've, you've talked to and been around, um, Sports was a big part of my life, and um, uh, athlete school, and luckily had a um, an opportunity to play uh, at the collegiate level, um, and that landed uh, an opportunity for me to attend and play at the University of San Diego. Um, from Terreros. There, Terreros. Um, Terreros. My bad. Yeah. No, you're. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad you, uh, you know the mascot, first of all. But, um, yeah, so the University of San Diego, the football program competes at the uh, FCS non-scholarship level. Um, so, you know, you're really attending there because you, you love to play the game and want uh, to, you know, go, go to college and get a great degree. So that's where uh, that path landed. And, I was a part of the program for all four years, um, two years I uh, played. And then my, my past two years, I, I had a, uh, a knee injury uh, at the end of my uh, spring ball of, of my sophomore year. Um, and so that kind of altered my, my plans um, in college. And that ended pretty much my, my playing career. But um, the coach, my coach at the time, Coach Ron Kerger, extended an opportunity to work behind the scenes and kind of stay involved with the football program in any way. And at the time it was kind of um, a punch to the gut because essentially, I mean, you know, I didn't know what to do when not being identified as a, an athlete anymore. And so I had to, I was a little unsure if I wanted to um, take that opportunity and, be around uh, the football program when I knew that I wasn't really, you know, I guess a part of the, the team anymore. But, um, you know, I, I, I'm looking back, I'm actually thankful that that happened to me because I was able to see, I, I did, I ended up taking the opportunity to work um, for uh, the football program, but doing behind the scenes work. And I'm glad I did that because I had the chance to see all the behind the scenes work that goes all um, into it, all the preparation, all the the travel, the recruiting, the video that I ne- didn't necessarily uh, saw when I was a, a player. Um, and so I did that for the rest of my time, uh, my, my last two years in college. 
And again, thankful for, so thankful for that opportunity. And then after graduation, I uh, actually worked, um, I kind of wanted to take a break from um, sports and I ended up working in a, for an insurance brokerage for a year and a half. And I, I quickly, within three months, I quickly realized that, you know, corporate America may not be my thing. So uh, I, through a lot of reflection and, um, and thoughts, you know, what uh, my, my professional path uh, kind of brought me back to um, working in sports just because that was who I was throughout my entire life. And um, I decided to do my homework on various uh, graduate programs just because I thought that would prepare me to um, be the best candidate that I can be. Um, and I landed, uh, there was, I realized that there was a graduate program right in my backyard at uh, at Seattle U and met with um, the directors and got a feel for the program and decided that's where I wanted to go and a part of our curriculum was you had to get an internship and so I um, did what I can to send out um, feelers throughout being in Seattle is awesome it's a great market as there's uh, multiple professional organizations and um, multiple collegiate programs around the area and um, stumbled across an opportunity at UW football at the time. Um, it was Coach Peterson's uh, second year um, it, uh, in, at, at the UW, and he was starting a, uh, an internship program, and I was a graduate assistant there um, for, for two seasons uh, where I got my foot in the door working for the recruiting department. And, um, you know, in that role, you were basically – doing whatever um, for the coaching staff uh, recruiting wise. So you're breaking down film, cutting up tape for uh, of high school tape um, for our coaches and making that process as easy as possible. Um, and kind of just getting guys um, up the, the recruiting pipeline. And, um, you know, we would get them up on visits and entertain them, show them um, tours of the facility and, and campus and, at the end of the day, we were informing the families and recruits um, what the University of Washington could provide for the for them and their future um, academically and also um, um, athletically um, as well. Um, and so I did that for two for two years and um, decided um, I wanted to get some AD experience under my belt, so I left the UW to go to work at a, a Division three school in Tacoma at uh, the University of Puget Sound, um, where I did a little bit of um, events and facilities and game management um, type stuff. And I got a call back from my former boss at UW um, with an opportunity to come back in a full-time uh, recruiting ops role um, in January, 2017. And I've been back ever since and I'm heading into year three um, at the UW. So I guess that's a little bit, um, about my path and how I got there. Um, and I'm happy to, um, to dive into more detail. Um, sounds, it sounds like you took a straight shot from A to B, right? I mean, you just went from one thing, uh, straight to the next, as opposed to a roller coaster. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm just yeah. kidding. But you know, it, it, in terms of kind of the, 
the windy road that we all take, right? There's, there's some sort of path for everyone. It's maybe a little bit windy for others, but uh, it's, it's interesting, you know, you and I probably have a similar story from an injury perspective and, in, in that the opportunity of the injury, you know, kind of shines light on, on what you could potentially do still within the sport, even though you can't play. And, you know, it's interesting because then you learn uh, a different mindset of how do you become a leader for others, even though you're not on the field, right? Even though you may not be able to call the play or, uh, in my case in baseball, right, call your pitch, make, you know, make, make the play. Um, but, as you're sitting there kind of gaining this experience, not only, um, you know, at, at San Diego and then also, you know, as a GA at Washington and, and so on, what are some of the things that you picked up on, on how to be a leader uh, for the players and, and for, you know, others that are involved, even though, you know, you can't perform on the field? Um, yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I think um, the first person that comes to mind um with, with leadership and helping, um, you know, others develop. Um, I was so lucky to be around, uh, coach Chris Peterson, um, who's regarded as, you know, in my, I believe one of the greatest, uh, college football coaches of, of all time. I think his, uh, his record speaks for itself, but I think what makes him, um, what, what makes him the best in my opinion is what he did off the field to build his program, um, the culture, uh, the leadership, um, the work, the work ethic he instilled and, and not only his players, but, um, his coaches and, and anybody who, who worked for him, um, down to at the time Mia as an intern, um, we, we did culture training, um, just so that everybody in the building was on the same page and we relayed the, uh, the same exact message and, I think that's uh, what separated us from other organizations is just we were all on the same page. We were all speaking the same language. And, um, you know, from all my different stops, um, that's the one thing that I will always take away and that I will try to give back wherever I am or um, the people that I'm, I'm, I'm with is just trying to instill a culture and, and really invest, um, the time, um, in that. And, and that's the thing is you really have to do invest in the time to do that. Um, and, um, you know, in my, uh, role where I am now, we have the, I have a chance to, uh, build a team of undergraduate students. And, um, a part of my job is to make sure that they understand, um, the culture and, um, kind of, you know, making sure that they have uh, the the proper skills to um, to work um, in the office, and you know, maybe sometimes not all of them do want to pursue a career in in athletics or um, college athletics per se. But um, in the internship program, um, you know, we we're preparing them to work at at Amazon or Microsoft or Google or any uh, big time company because all those skills that they're learning um, are applicable um, to where, to wherever. Um, well, and, and, and you mentioned the internship program, right? You were there once and, and now that you're helping kind of lead that, what are, you, you know, when you look back to your experience as an intern, what are some of those things that you 
try and focus on on a, whether it's day to day, week to week, month to month basis of you know, how do you help the intern learn, understand, you know, get some different experiences just as you did so that they can, again, maybe not, maybe it's not necessarily in sports or in football or in college athletics, but can, but can still uh, be able to get opportunities like one thing. Yeah. Have. I think it's developing. Uh, what I did was I, I developed a, a great relationship with uh, my supervisor. Um, and, you know, I think that's the first step is just, you know, making your intentions known with, uh, with your direct supervisor and, and um, you know, it gives you a chance to, to build out your goals and develop a plan. And that's what he did with me uh, when I was a student and we would check in um, almost, uh, I want to say weekly, but it felt like it was every day, but, you know, weekly just to make sure that, um, you know, that you were on track to reach that and, um, you know, almost bu- bugging him to a point to where that to where uh, you could, you know, expose yourself to uh, all these opportunities, because, you know, as an intern, you have the opportunity to, to be a sponge and and be around, um, you know, you have nothing to lose as an intern. Right. So. You have the opportunity to 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 soak up knowledge from from every aspect, and more than likely, people are are willing to um, help you out just because you know not not everyone didn't get where they were without um, a person opening the door for them. So um, I hope that answers your question. But um, you know that's that's what that's the the thing that really came to mind for myself was all those one on ones and. Uh, yeah. Well, and, and as you, you know, as you work with others, right, everyone's got a different working, working style. Um, you know, how you work with other coaches or other staff members is different than maybe how you uh, are trying to relate to players and their families and, and, you know, work with the current players, right? There's, everyone's kind of, there's a different situation for everyone, right? And, and a different um, setting or context. And so as you, you know, from a recruiting standpoint, as you think about the leaders that you are trying to go out and recruit, sell, sell on the academic experience, uh, the culture, the you know opportunities, et cetera. Um, what are kind of those one or two things that you're trying to ultimately uh, plant in terms of, you know, whether it's, it's the, the opportunity, the, the focus points, the um, ability to, you know, communicate with others um, freely, right, and and not be part of just kind of this process. Uh, what what are the one of the two things that you kind of truly make sure you hit on uh, when dealing with everyone, no matter what what uh, department or context? Yeah, um, I think we truly the number one thing that we we like to hit on is um, development. Um, I think that's the uh, a theme of our program, and we like to hit that again with not only our with our recruits, but, um, you know, our coaches, we're all trying to get better, uh, every day. So it's that development to get them to that, uh, to reach their goals. So, um, you know, we're developing them on the field and we're developing them in the classroom as well. Uh, the university of Washington is so unique in the fact that, um, Seattle is home to all these major, um, fortune 500 companies right in the backyard. Um, it's, uh, uniquely positioned to be right, right in a, in a beautiful city, um, 
big time um, competing at the at the highest level. Um, and so, you know, we we really try to hit on um, uh, on development. Um, the second thing is probably, um, you know, the fa- the family atmosphere. Um, you know, the, the the college football and and you know even just just um, the grind of 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 working in this industry is is so hard um, in the first place that you know, you really need that support system. Um, and so um, our program prides itself on, on being a really uh, tight-knit family and, and that it's a, a brotherhood. And I think, um, you know, if you're a recruit and, you're, and you're, you really identify with, with all that and you feel comfortable, then, you know, the University of Washington um, could be the, the right place um, for you. So that's, that's a, something that we touch on with, with our recruits and families, but I think that trickles down to um, everyone in our building. And as you talk about the development, and there's also the development after, you know, after someone's done playing, right, or after they graduate, and you had that graduate assistantship opportunity, which is truly, it's like one of the best kept secrets, even though it's not a secret, right? It's it's the ability to get your graduate education, get work experience, and then, you know, be able to network and utilize that time, usually two years, to set yourself up for the future. Um, what would what kind of advice would you give to those behind you uh, in terms of either trying to secure, you know, a GA uh, opportunity or uh, how to utilize? One? Yeah, I think the advice that I'd give is. I think it's when you get that, I think it's the, the research and the preparation um, you do before to get all that. So I think of when I decided I wanted to get back into school and to prepare myself. Um, I, I got back, I went to school, I think in 2015, but I made that decision back in 2013. So there was two years that went into all that planning and um, building, uh, building that resume. So I think, um, you know, you always got to be, uh, obviously forward, forward thinking, but I, I, I tried to set myself up for that opportunity by, um, you know, volunteering, um, at various organizations, uh, sports organizations, and just kind of just maybe starting with, uh, wherever you, wherever, whatever market you're in, just seeing what, what, what is out there. And, um, you just got to be willing to volunteer and get your name out there. Um, as well as just keeping that, that long-term focus, just because this is, you're going to get, um, in a way you're, you're going to get shut down. You're going to get, um, you're going to doubt yourself, um, early on. And you're going to be um, thinking about, you know, all these thoughts, whether you made the right decision or not. But, you know, it's and and really the same, really the same case for for a majority of recruits. Exactly. Too, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a majority of recruits are, are thinking the same exact thing as you know. In a way, we're we're all kind of going through that that same that same exact process. But it's it's really just trusting your gut and believing yourself and. Um, and um, when that opportunity comes, just taking it and running with it. 
so one last question for you as we wrap up. If someone wanted to try and get into the football ops space, uh, the recruiting space, what's, you know, in terms of the experience or the knowledge base, what are some things that people can try and do to set themselves up to potentially get one of those types of opportunities in the future? Yeah, I think um, it, it's it's so cool now that uh, a lot of, and I think it's really cool because we saw it with uh, the NFL draft now being so uh, vir- uh, virtual that a lot of mm-hmm. these um, film um, is all online and, and these were, um, I don't know if you've heard of Huddle, but um, if you or something you're interested in, if this is something that someone else was interested in doing, um, you can literally go on the Huddle website and there's all these uh, high school highlight tapes. And if this is something you wanted to do, you can go, um, you know, watch a lot of, you can watch a lot of film and kind of identify high school prospects in your, in your hometown and, you know, um, you know, see what they see their strengths, see their weaknesses and do a little, do a little write up, do it for fun as a hobby to start out with. And uh, it's a chance for you to um, uh, make a little portfolio. And, and a lot of these programs, they would, they'll be impressed with that, with that, with the work that um, you're kind of doing on your own. And that all, that little portfolio portfolio is a, a good way to get your, your foot in the door. So, I think um, I think that would be a good place to start out with, um, and um, also kind of going through these uh, the rivals websites, the the, the two four seven, um, all these recruiting websites have developed into. Um, there's a lot of data and information out there, and so you can um, you know get your you can really familiar familiarize yourself with. Uh, with the, the recruits and, and, and that process. Yeah. And the, and the, the types of data, the terms, the terminology, I mean, you said, you said it earlier in the podcast, all speak in the same language, right? You got to kind of be on, on the same page in that sense and, and know your stuff. Uh, so Mar, I appreciate you taking the time to, to come on the podcast and be a part of the sports biz leaders mindset series with Seattle university's MSBL program. And, um, Certainly look forward to, you know, watching you guys this season. And well, well, thanks, Jake, for having me. Um, I'm glad uh, I'm glad we were able to do this.